0: You're listening to the fastest revival talk radio show. The Voice of Revival starts now. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation. Discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church prophecy, and current events. The heart of this program is to call God's people to repentance and proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We are Watchmen sounding the alarm, broadcasting revival for the church, awakening for the nations, and restoration for the world. Hi, this is Isaac with the Voice of Revival. Welcome to this next episode in the Voice of Revival podcast. Find out how you can support this ministry or support this podcast. You can find out more in the description link that is in this show. We are broadcasting the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. And one of the avenues that we're doing this through is this podcast. We believe that this podcast is coming out through crisis. In this time of crisis that we're in right now, this podcast is being rebirthed. This podcast started back in 2015. But right now, we believe that we have been released back into doing this podcast so we can get the word out. The word of the Lord is going to go forth. The clarion call is going to sound. The kingdom message, the gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached. This is an unusual title to this next podcast. This is episode four, and I call this the R word that is censored by the church. The R word that is censored by the church. This is a controversial topic because it's not preached on very often. It's not taught on very often and is greatly neglected very often. I'm talking about a word that's despised, that's neglected, that's ridiculed, that's told that it's old fashioned, that it's out of date, that it's no longer required. I am talking about repent. That is the word, the R word that is censored in the church. Repent. Repent has everything to do with revival. Repentance is how the gospel began. The first word of the gospel was not grace, was not love it was repent, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Well, John the Baptist came and prepared the way through repentance. Jesus came preaching. He says, repent. The time is fulfilled. Believe the gospel. The time is fulfilled. Believe the gospel. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The apostles After Christ came and preached the same message of repentance, they preach, repent, turn to God, repent of your sins, confess your sins and turn to him. If we go back to the Old Testament, the prophets came preaching the same message, return to the Lord. That was repent, repent, turn from your wicked ways about face. Turn to God. You're going the wrong direction. Turn to God. You're sinning. You got to be convicted of your sin. We're being taught is that it's no longer necessary, that it's the law. I'm going to break these things down. I'm going to give you an understanding of repentance. You're going to understand this in a new way and a new understanding. It's biblical. And because we gotten away from repentance, then prayer is no longer necessary Then conviction of the Holy Spirit is no longer necessary. Living holy and righteous before God is no longer necessary. So it becomes a effortless Christianity that is being preached. But I have a word from the Lord. It was in 2017, the spirit of the Lord began to speak to me in the beginning of the year. And he began to say that the day of of celebrity pastors and superstar ministers was coming to an end. Those who were preaching a message that it didn't require any effort to be a Christian, that it's all blessing, that it's all peace, that it's all goodness, and that it's all grace. It was coming to an end. He said things are changing. Things are shifting. It's a changing of the guard. And during this crisis, these Preachers of righteousness, this preachers of repentance, these preachers that preach the clarion call are coming out. They're declaring the word of the Lord. They're speaking with fire in their bones. They are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're going to tell it like it is. They're going to preach it. They're going to share it. This and the podcast is where we're going to mention these things because repent is what we need to hear. This is what has happened. We are are used to hear and feel good messages, messages that are all about encouraging. Yes, this is encouraging, but it's also challenging. And it's also a place where it tells us, hey, we need to get right. There's some things in our life that need to change. There's some things in our life that we need to get right with God. Like I told you, the prophets came preaching it. Oh, John the Baptist preached it. Jesus preached it. The apostles preached it. Then throughout history, you can't have a full doctrine of salvation unless you repent. That's how important repentance is. And because we don't want to repent and because we don't want to return to God, then this message has been censored out of the church. And they call those who preach repentance old fashioned, outdated, outdated law it's all legalism this is all law this is this which is no longer required jesus has paid the price for all so it doesn't matter if you sin anymore you're covered by the blood what a false teaching what a false doctrine and it's going to lead many away from god and that's why he's called this declaring and call to repentance repentance is going to be the message of the hour the message of today the message that will turn the wicked and turn them back to god he's not calling the world to change he's calling the church to change first The church has to turn back to God. We think that we've been doing right. We think that we have our own things together. Yes, I'm talking to preachers. Yes, I'm talking to teachers. Yes, you need to start preaching repentance. You need to start preaching the kingdom of heaven. You need to start bringing these things so we can understand and prepare the people. Because Jesus Christ is coming soon and we need to get ready for it. You can tell that there's a passion in my heart is because when there are true preachers of repentance, they don't preach it with anger. They don't preach it with a bullhorn. They don't preach it as a a condemnation. They preach it with tears. I remember the Lord gave me this revelation that repentance can only be preached with tears, that there can only be a cry of repentance through tears. If souls is the heartbeat of God, then the heart cry of God is repentance. It is so necessary. It is so needed. It is so powerful. If we understand this, it will change the course of the church. It's that important. It's that big. It's that great. It's that epic. And when I speak it and when I declare it, there's such a conviction of the Holy Spirit. There's a fear of the Lord that propels me to speak these words. And and it's like fire shut up in my bones and I can't be silent about it. It's not going to make you famous. It's not going to make you go viral. It's not going to make you a celebrity. The Lord is going to be pleased with it. What he's calling us to preach right now. I'm going to speak to you how repentance is throughout scripture in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and how we have a false, a deceptive understanding of grace. Grace is different than you think. What was the gospel that Jesus preached? That the gospel that Jesus preached was not the gospel of grace, nor just the gospel of salvation, nor of love, nor of just miracle signs and wonders. No, he preached the gospel of repentance. There's a book called Repentance by Richard Owen Roberts. Richard Owen Roberts. He's the author of Repentance, the first word of the gospel. Repentance, the first word of the gospel. It's a must read to understand the importance of repentance. It's perhaps the most ignored, overlooked, and often neglected word in our evangelical vocabulary. Evangelist Steve Hill went on to be with the Lord he brought a powerful understanding before he went to be with the Lord. I have the actual book called Spiritual Avalanche that the Lord had given a, a vision that there was coming an avalanche of false doctrine, of false teaching, of false teachers that were going to be preaching a message of grace that was not grace that they were going to come preaching a message of deception that will cause many of the body of Christ, even the very elect, to be deceived. It is a very powerful word. If you have not read the book, I'm going to put some links so to some of these books. If you follow us at The Voice of Revival through our different places in social media, like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we're also going to be putting up our brand new page You'll be able to get a hold of these resources that I believe are valuable for you to understand where I'm coming from. I'm not just coming to you with someone with just a bunch of information. I believe that this is revelation. I studied it. I've been convicted of it. I've preached these messages since I began, and I still believe it is the message that still propels me. It's revival. But revival is not all about laughing and and having a good time. Revival gets us ready for reformation and awakening of a society. We have to be revived before we can awaken a world. The greatest need of the church is not another program. It's not another message. It's not another sermon. It's not another movement. No, the greatest need is a return to the ways of God. It's time to turn to the ancient landmarks. Return to the the path of God. To prepare the way for the king to come, it's paved by the road of repentance. Repentance is what gets us there. It's the start. It's the start. If we miss the start, we can't get to the next step. The R word that is censored by the church, it's the word that has been rejected. It's called old-fashioned, unnecessary and outdated, yet is the reason why revival tarries. The weeping prophets are the ones that God raised up, that knew God's heartbeat. They wept and pleaded for the people to return back. People are wondering where we're at at this time. Why has this come upon us? Will it go away? Is it just temporary or will things go back to normal? I don't know about you, but I sense a, a paradigm shift that is taking place. And that preachers like myself and preachers that are going to be preaching the word of repentance and are coming with the true message and doctrines of the Bible that have been torn out of the Bible that apply to them are going to be preached again. The reason why we're not preaching it because we're not living it and we don't understand it. We don't have the revelation of it. So we look at it and we bypass it. But you can't bypass repentance. You can't bypass it. There are questions that are on everybody's lips right now, but the reality is the comfort zone Christianity that we have been used to has come to an end. The teaching of effortless Christianity that has plagued our churches is being exposed and it's putting preachers to a test. If they're going to man up and repent for not preparing God's people or fall away because they cannot humble themselves and admit they're wrong, humility is what we need. There's a lot of pride and pride goes before fall. Pride goes before destruction and the proud is coming down. I talked about that in preparing the way that everything has been high and lofty. The hills, the mountains have that thought that have exalted themselves are coming down. Kingdoms of men are coming down that have created their own reigns and own kingdoms have fallen. Here comes these emerging ministers out of the desert, out of the wilderness. They're coming out of the places of prayer. They have been hidden for a time such as this. They're coming out with the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost to break the yoke of bondage that the people have been under. Repent is the cry of the hour. Let me say that again. I need you to understand this. Repent is not a word. That we hear very often in the body of Christ. It's a rare doctrine and it is what is needed right now. We are teaching an acceptable gospel that does not require repentance. We skip over everything having to do with repentance. And the truth of the matter is. Repentance is where grace is released and mercy is received. The truth of the matter is repentance is where grace is released and mercy is received. We don't understand mercy. Do you understand that repentance is God's mercy ministry? Before judgment comes, God brings the mercy. He extends his mercy first. In fact, there's a phrase that the Lord put in my heart. Repentance is God's mercy ministry. Jesus said, unless you repent, you all will likewise perish. Why is there repentance? So that everyone will come to the knowledge of Christ. So why is this so important? Why is repentance so important? And why is God still delaying? Why is Jesus still delaying his coming? He's not willing that any should perish. I'm in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. What promise? The promise of his return. As some count slackness. But it's long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Wow. Repentance is powerful. Once you get a hold of the revelation of repentance, your life will be forever changed. It is what has changed me. It's what's changed this ministry. It is what propels us. And it's just the beginning. Once we understand this. We'll understand how to get closer and closer as the day of the Lord approaches. Repentance is necessary. It is the sound. It is the blast that's going to be heard because there's so much echoes instead of voices. There's so much noise in the atmosphere. There's so much spiritual pollution in the air and it got to be cleared out so the people can hear the sound. It's loud, it's, it's bold, it's thunderous. It's the voice of God saying, return to me. I am sending my son soon. Return to me, says the Lord. This thing burns in us and it has to cause us to want to turn back to the living God. When you bypass repentance, then true grace is not released. And it's that grace that brings the mercy that protects us. Throughout history, when people strayed from God, He would raise up those who would be his mouthpiece to a current generation to turn back to him and forsake their evil ways. Why would he raise up the prophets? Because the priests, the preachers, the ministers, the pastors went astray. They were preaching a different gospel. The scripture says those that preach a different gospel. If an angel comes preaching another gospel, do not listen to them for they are preaching a cursed gospel. If you're preaching a gospel that doesn't require any effort as a believer, then you're preaching a false message. Yes, it's false. It's deceptive. And it's leading many astray. And I'm here as a prophet As a mighty man of God that he's called to speak these things. And I'm going to stand in the face of adversity. I'm going to stand in the face of those who keep propagating a false merchandise gospel that are causing many to go and fall away. Because we didn't prepare him when Epidemics come. We didn't prepare him for a pandemic. We didn't prepare him for a crisis. We just told him that all's going to be all well. God got it. He got it. He's got it taken control of. But we're not telling him, the people, it's because of our sin we need to repent. It's because of our wickedness. It's because we've been incited in the midst of speaking up against abortion. We've been silent against the authorities. We've been silent against uh, same sex marriage. We've been silent. We've been silent. We've been silent, and then here comes these preachers, these preachers that that talking about get right with God, and you're gonna close your ears and don't want to hear it. But just like God raised up watchmen, like Ezekiel, He said, "Son of man, I have called you." to raise your voice. I have called you to be a a watchman unto the house of Israel. God's not sending us first into the world. He's saying, church, get right so I can send you out there to win souls. This is not about sitting around about doing your own thing. This is about getting, getting yourself busy, getting yourself ready. It's time to get into the kingdom, my friends, kingdom mentality. This is about his kingdom and not your kingdom. Repent is what ushers the kingdom of God. And the gateway that opens the entrance into God's kingdom. Do you know why the church has not experienced the fullness of God? Is because God's people have been deceived into believing that repentance is a work of the law and it's no longer necessary. That it's easy, effortless love and grace that God is nothing but a sugar daddy. That God is nothing but this lovey-dovey, all-loving father. Yes, he is. When we do the right things, you see God will bring blessings. God will bring prosperity. God will bring things into our life. But if we don't live by the conditions, what are the conditions? Live right. Do the right thing. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you to leave you leave behind all the sin that is holding you back. So the our word that the church has censored is repentance. That is too offensive. And it's causing people to become uncomfortable. Well, isn't that what it's all about? Then we're not doing what we're supposed to do as ministers. We're preaching a gospel and making everybody fall asleep from all the, the sugar. a the sugar that we're preaching. We're preaching sugar messages. You say, what's the matter with this guy? There's nothing wrong with me. This is the spirit of the Lord speaking through me. Through this microphone to you that are listening to me on this podcast, someone's going to get on this thing. And I'm telling you, it's going to be so boisterous and so hard that some of you will not listen. But God is bringing conviction into your spirit as this voice. He's raising up his voice like a trumpet, like a human shofar and declaring, declaring and call. To repentance, the word of the hour, the word that we need right now. Where are the preachers of repentance? It's time for them to arise. It's time to preach the gospel. It's time to preach the good news. What is the good news? Repent and believe the gospel. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, turn from your wicked ways, confess your sins to God, and he will heal you and he will forgive you. Why would this become uncomfortable if it's a biblical doctrine? And I believe it's because that we're living in sin and don't want to repent. When the preachers stop preaching on repentance, sin, eternity, hell, then the people lost the fear of the Lord and the fear of the Lord is coming back again. The fear of the Lord is coming back because we need the fear of the Lord. We don't have the fear of the Lord is because we're used to not doing anything. But Christianity is work, my friends. It is work to live right before God. It is work to fight temptation. It is work to preach the gospel. The problem is the more we refuse to repent, the more hardened our hearts get and we find ourselves turning away from God instead of turning to God. An unrepentant sin will lead a believer to backslide, to harden their heart towards God. I believe that many have their hearts hardened towards God because they don't see the need of having to repent. There's such a deep, deep cry of God. There's many that are fans of Christ. We like being a part of Christianity, but when we have to live according to the 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 commandments of scripture, that's when we draw the line. We only will be a fan when it only goes our way. But when we start to have to live up to certain ways, you see, fanatics are all about going after a team that they believe in, but a fan will quickly turn when they're no longer winning anymore. Eventually, what a fan does is eventually turn back to the world and pursue their sinful lifestyle. Because repentance is getting right with God. Return back to the place where you began. Many believe that they're right with God when in fact they are filled with unrepentant sin. Most churches are not experiencing revival. The fullness of God's presence and glory is because they're neglecting the necessary doctrine, and that is repentance. They're saying, come as you are. Come to God. He'll forgive you. Many want the benefits of revival without repentance. My friend, repentance is an ongoing process. It's perpetual, not just a one-time event. Let me say that again. Repentance is an ongoing process. It's perpetual, not just a one-time event. So I want to close this program in a time that we're going to come. And this is just a time to come to the Lord. This has been a tough message This is not a message that is often preached and it's hard to preach is because it brings conviction. It brings a breaking of our pride and arrogance when we think that we can continue in the ways, we can continue in our own ways and not give them to the Lord. When we preach repentance, we don't preach it with anger and hatred. We preach it with brokenness. We preach it with tears. We are bathed in tears. We're bathed in tears. It's the heart cry. If it's a burden, it's a burden of the Lord that comes upon you. And when God calls you to do it, you must preach it. I was, in fact, I'm just going to be real with you. I was recording another program before this one. And when I went to save it, when I played it back, the whole program was gone. The whole program was... (laughs) All I heard was a voice in that program just going over and over again. I don't know what happened, but I believe that the Lord wanted me to get this program out. And it was so important that he stopped the other program that I was doing so I could get this one out. So I'm telling you, this is important. It's a clarion call. It is an urgent call to action. Repentance first comes to the church. We need to also stand in the gap in behalf of all the things that we have neglected and been silent upon and we would turn to God. God would release his mercy. He will release his grace upon us. The scripture says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sins. Then I will heal their land. Do you see all the stipulations? Do you see all the conditions before forgiveness comes? Before healing comes? Before he he comes and, and delivers us? It takes humility, brokenness, a contrite spirit. It takes repenting, coming back to our first love. The fact is, we have gone from our first love, our first love of Jesus Christ, and He's calling us back. And I just want to pray. I want to call those that just feel the the conviction of the Holy Spirit coming upon you to come back to Him. That's the heart cry. You may be far from God, and it's time for you to return to the Lord. This was the message that John the Baptist preached. Jesus preached it. The, The apostles preached it. The, the revivalists throughout history preached it. The men of God that have just recently gone on to be with the Lord, or Roberts, Billy Graham, Evangelist Steve Hill, Ron Hart Bonnke, these men preached on repentance. It's never stopped, and it's going to continue to keep going because we're getting ourselves prepared for the return of Jesus Christ. So let's return to the Lord. Father, I just thank you right now that repentance is the first word of the gospel, and it continues today. Father, break us. If we have offended you in any way, Lord, forgive us. We'll repent right now before you. Have mercy upon America. Have mercy upon our nation. Have mercy upon the world, Father. We have neglected you. Even in this disruption that we're in right now, we have neglected you. We haven't been faithful. We have been occupied with everything else but you and we have not been presenting the gospel, the full gospel. Lord, raise up repentance preachers. Raise up full gospel preachers that will continue to keep preaching this word until your return. You're not willing that any should repair, perish. You're not willing that any of us should perish, but that we should all come into repentance. Father, break us. Continue to convict us. Draw us closer to you. You want us to return to you so that our hearts will be changed, our our minds will be changed, that we will think of sin differently, that we would forsake our sin, and we will run away from it, God, and that the church will become pure and holy and righteous before you, Lord. Lord, you're not coming for a bride that is in unrepentant sin. You're coming for a bride that continues to keep following after your ways. Lord, let us return to you And let us be ready for the hour comes. Let us be ready for your return. Prepare us, Lord. Prepare us. We want to be ready, God. We want to be ready for your return. Oh, Father, this message must be on the lips of the pastors and leaders and those that continue to keep preaching the word. May it be a burden in their spirits. And may they preach it with conviction until we turn, until the church turns, and then the world will listen. The world will turn, and there will be a great awakening when we listen to the call of God, his cry. He's crying out right now, come back. Return to me, and I will return to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Revival podcast. Episode four, the R word that is censored by the church. We will be coming back with another episode. We just want you to know how you can be able to be a part of sowing into this ministry. If you think this podcast is something that you like to invest into the kingdom, then there's an opportunity for you to do that. Also, you can find out more about us at the voice of revival radio you can hear us on all these different platforms. There will be a description link with more information. Until then, prepare yourself. Prepare the way of the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon. Sound the clarion call, for the King of Kings is coming. We'll see you again on our next broadcast. God bless you. This concludes the Voice of Revival broadcast for today. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.